Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Colosso Supremo. Go! Premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award-winning play-by-play man Dan Dibley Squirt. and international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, so much to talk about, Rick. It, it took a week off. We took a week off. It was the wrong week off, but we're back here on Golasso Supremo Go! Can't even do it that long because we have so <laughs> much to talk about. It's Rick Tittle. It's Dan Dibley. We've got... Manchester City and the fair play, the financial fair play controversy or the controversy, which is going to maybe cost them a couple years in Europe. Champions League action underway. Europa right now. Premier League, Yunmin Son and a broken arm. Where do you want to begin, Ricky T? We should probably start at the top with the huge news. Manchester City facing a two-year European ban for violating the financial fair play provisions. Please explain. It's it's complicated, but yeah, two year ban on the Champions League, right? Which I guess that means they could still get into Europe, they could still win cups and all that. They're still in the Prem. I don't think that they could make it to the Europa League either. Uh, that was my understanding. Okay, it's, it's a European ban. It is a European ban. Okay, then uh, that makes more sense than people saying no, no, it's just Champions League. It's uh, it's all f- from their deal with their uh, Emirates, and Emirates is one of those companies, kind of like we see with uh, Rakuten. We want Barcelona. We want the Golden State Warriors. You know, they just have this capital to throw around. And the Emirates have built a stadium in in North London for Arsenal. They've, uh, you know, they sponsor them. They own Manchester City, basically, if you want to call it that. Right. And I don't, I'm not a financial guy. You and I were dumb jocks. So it would probably have to be explained to us. Not that we're completely stupid, but it had to do with what you report versus what you take in. And they kept some things hidden. They weren't transparent. And it's come back to bite them in the the derriere, y'all. And basically, it has to do with the amount of money they were able to bring in and then spend on player acquisitions. So it's akin to a major cheating scandal. And there's also word that they may have to forfeit points in the Premier League as well. Might this have a deleterious or negative effect on them doing business going forward for the next couple of years as it pertains to their manager, other players, might they see some defections from the club? I don't know about that. Pep Guardiola said, I'll be here even if we go down to League Two. Raheem Sterling said, I'll be here no matter what. In uh, After the 93-94 season, uh, Tottenham went into administration, which means they went bankrupt. It was owned by a guy named Irving Scholar, and the Midland Bank said, we want our payments. They couldn't pay, so they were going to cash out on Tottenham. This is when Alan M. Sugar, the guy who invented the show The Apprentice uh, that Trump copied, um, he came in and bought the team, and he was a bad owner, but he saved them. But Tottenham was given a 12-point penalty. Like, we're not kicking you out of the league. There was no—I guess it was the Premier League then. It had just started in 93. They said, we're not kicking you out of the Premier League. 
but you get a 12-point penalty. Well, they're like, well, we're going to get relegated. We need to appeal that. So they appealed it down to six. Hmm. And so after the World Cup, they signed uh, Florin Radichoyu and um, uh, Dika Popescu and uh, Ilya Dimitrescu. Well, Radichoyu went to Milan. Anyway, but they got Jurgen Klinsmann. And so they played uh, a Saturday game and a midweek game. I remember that midweek game up at Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. Klinsman did the fake dive. They scored six points. They got it reduced to six points on appeal. So they got rid of their their penalty. They played two games. They were 0-2, but they didn't have the penalty anymore, which was kind of weird. So I don't know if they'll do that again to Man City or not, but if I'm Man City, I would say, yes, please, this year do it. Because we're not going to win the league, right. and we're not going into the Champions League, so take all the points you want as long as we're not in the bottom three. And take it now, like you say, because now is when it's <laughs> not going to matter, because even though Liverpool had a hiccup in Europe, and we'll get to that momentarily, the title race is is all but run. Yeah. I mean, the, even if they lost every match the rest of the way, Man City would be hard-pressed to still even catch them, and I believe Liverpool can clinch in four matches they yeah. can clinch the title in which March. Would be the earliest clinch ever. Nobody's ever clinched in March. Yeah, it's it's impossible, and that doesn't mean that we haven't had two good teams. I mean, look at last year uh, with Man City winning on by a single point. What was it, 103 to 102 points or right. something ridiculous like that? Um, it's just there's a have, and then there's 19 have-nots right now. And Liverpool on 76 points through 26 matches played. It's just mind-boggling. They've given how good up 15 goals. Is it? Yeah, and yeah. even uh, in this last weekend's matchup with Norwich City, the Canaries played quite well at home. Carroll Road, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And you're getting me uh, hipped out all the stadiums. I'm feeling good about myself uh, oh, a little bit. Oh, that's good, yeah. I've been in the lab, as Guru would say. But uh, <laughs> even though they played well through 70, 75 minutes, Liverpool ultimately was able to break their backs with mm-hmm. uh, the big goal and steal all three points again, leaving the Norwich City Canaries, as I scroll down, they're quite a, a bit... Of a distance down. They're at the bottom of the trapdoor. They are, and they're uh, six points, seven points now from safety. Villa's on 25 points in 17th. Norwich City does have some work to do. Interesting, though, at the bottom, you've got Watford with 24, West Ham 24, Villa 25, Bourne with 26, Brighton 27. Those five sides trying to avoid the two relegation spots, assuming that Norwich City will be going down. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's uh, the relegation battle. There, It's the fight to 40 points. I think only one time since we went to the system of three points for a win, which was 86, that uh, we've had a team get 40 points and still get relegated. It only happened once. So that's the safety zone, and you, you can't look at a, who's above you and who's beneath you. Just look for those 40 points. And huh? right now, Tottenham is the latest to get to 40 points, sitting in fifth in that Europa spot, but... Uh, a bit of a Pyrrhic victory, as we like to say, with Yunmin Son getting injured. Yes, King Paris, no doubt about it. I mean, this was, and, and that game to me was why, and I know people are like, aren't you American? But to me, is why soccer is the most exciting sport in the world. People say it's the most boring. They stand around. If you really get it, I mean, that game had everything in it lead changes and, 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 you know, guys getting, um, missing penalties, scoring penalties. Uh, it was an amazing game, and it was a mistake by a guy. And, and Tottenham had about, I don't know, at least 10 chances to it was score. It a ghastly giveaway. And they, they missed. It was a ghastly giveaway by a, guy, a Swedish kid who's in as a sub, uh, who, by the way, basically scored at both ends himself. He had a penalty he gave up, and then he scored on a header on a corner. Toby Alderweireld scored at both ends. The goal of his life. 
uh, Marco Van Basten Euro 88 goal against Soviet Union type of goal. David Platt against Michel Prudhomme against Belgium, Italia 90, all that kind of turn at the near post. But um, to get those three points was great. But yeah, but then to hear Sonny has a broken arm and he might be out for the season. And so yesterday in the Champions League, uh, Tottenham basically didn't have any strikers outside of Lucas Mora, who's more of a pocket striker. Right. And they really, playing Leipzig, they really should have lost probably 4 nothing. It was interesting that the goal they did get was when Ben Davis had a, a penalty and uh and it was a penalty, and that was the difference in the match. Leipzig won, Tottenham nil, and that, of course, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So now mm. they have to go to the always difficult Leipzig to to try to salvage a result, if not be knocked out of the Champions League. The real surprise, and this is a match I watched start to finish, the people's team, Atletico Madrid won, Liverpool nil. L- 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 Liverpool has lost, Rick? I, we should, but we should have broken into live programming with this news. <laughs> Well, you tell me. I didn't watch that match. What did you think? Just kind of a curious goal early. It was just one of those pinball situations mm. where it caromed off a defender and it would sit right there at the six, and Atleti's able to step up and slot it home, and you think, okay, that's fortuitous way for it to begin for the local the local team at home. Crowd going bananas. Mm. The TIFO was beautiful. The flags were waving, and you thought, okay, Liverpool, they'll equalize. And as the match went on, Liverpool played pretty well, a little bit flat, little sluggish, but you just were waiting for that moment to come. The moment never came, even though they went to the bench. They brought in substitutes, and Atletico Madrid just held firm and was able to keep that zero on the board. Last time Liverpool was in that stadium, they won the Champions League, so they probably thought it was a good luck stadium for them, too. And is that where uh, Real Madrid plays also? No, or? they play at the Bernabeu, the Stadium of Lights. Gotcha. Yes, that's the Wanda Metropolitano. Oh, and that's where the, the Champions League final was? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. at the Wanda Metropolitano. CCC, as uh, Verdad. PSG loses at Dortmund 2-1. You Not know, it's too unexpected. When I see Holland, that guy, all I could think of was that is that Alfa or Inga Alfa Inga Alfa Inga Holland's son, who the Man City player. That was the guy that Roy Keane jumped up in midair and went right under the side of his knees and mm. tried to end his career. It is his son. He's 19 years old. He's got I think six hat tricks already He's on the incredible. season. Out of nowhere, and then when he scores, he does this sort of uh, lotus position meditation thing. But what he's doing at 19, he's the he's like the Mbappe this season. He's been spectacular, and you see those two goals. One of them just an absolute gem mm-hmm. of a goal with a crack into the back of the net. And uh, Dortmund looking pretty formidable there. An absolute crackerjack of yes. a goal. Yes. Uh, the other game from this week, and of course four more coming up next week, Atalanta 4, mm-hmm. Valencia 1, the the team from Milan putting it on the Spanish side. I've always, it's interesting, Atalanta is one of those, somebody asked me, is that where we get Atlanta from? And I'm like, well, it's just from Atlantis. Every country, I think, has their own Atlantis one way or another. They have been, and it's funny, they sort of look like Inter, they have the same type of uniforms. They have always just been in Serie A, but they don't win anything. They're just one of those mid-table teams that doesn't get relegated, and they don't win crap. So it's kind of interesting that they're finally taking that next step. And the big step in the Champions League, and a pretty favorable draw going up against Valencia, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And uh, Now, after the eight winners are determined in the two legs, they redraw again, right? CC. And then so you never know. They could get 
It's funny, uh, 20 years ago, Valencia was the team that nobody wanted in Spain. So they're still hanging on to that pedigree just a little a bit. A little bit. It yeah. kind of reminds me of uh, the run Juventus made a couple years ago where they got some breaks in the draw. They were able to avoid some of the big boys. So mm-hmm. maybe it's Atalanta's time to kind of dodge, you know, pick and pop and bob and could weave. Be. And- you think about Juve, though, getting completely kicked out of the league after all their scandals. That's just Italy. I mean, the the golden boot winner at Spain 82 was Paolo Rossi, who played for Juve and was kicked out of soccer for two years for match fixing. Come on back. Everything's cool. Come on back now, you hear? (laughs) Uh, Next week, we've got uh, Chelsea and Bayern in one of the round of 16 first leg matchups. That's going to be very difficult for Chelsea, especially considering the Blues have to take on your Tottenham Hotspur uh, just a couple days before that. That's a huge... Well, Chelsea... Is I would say they're the most banged up team in England, except now that Tottenham are missing Kane and Son. I mean, it's yeah. But this is a huge game. Chelsea is a point ahead right now, and it's going to be a huge swing. Um, if Tottenham wins, obviously they'll go up by two. But if Chelsea wins and gets a four point cushion, that can be a huge deal just to tell their London neighbors, look, uh, we're going to keep you at arm's length. No, it's especially interesting because of what happens with Man City. If Let's assume that the ban is upheld. Yeah. Man City is kicked out of the Champions League. The thought is, and this is yet to be confirmed, mm-hmm. everyone would move up. Four teams would still go to the Champions League from the Premier League, which would mean fifth place becomes fourth place, which takes a little bit of the thrill out of this matchup. But then again... Sheffield United one point behind Tottenham, Manchester United just two behind Tottenham. So, and then you've got the Wolves four behind mm-hmm. Tottenham, probably a little too far out to make much noise. But Everton there as well. Long with Man way City to go. getting yeah. with Man City getting banned, assuming it's upheld, it puts into some intrigue the fifth place spot, which would now be a Champions League spot. The way that I've I mean, I hope you're right, and I hope that is the case, and they realize that there's money to be made by putting another English team in there. But I've noticed over the being a soccer fan my whole life that whenever a federation does this, they don't reward it. They're like, look, you English people cheated. Like, it was them. Right. It's like, well, they earned a spot, and they ain't going, so you don't get the next team. So we'll see what they do. I can't imagine them trying to what give the Swiss an extra team or give the Ukrainian the Scots right. Which which direction do you go? Because ultimately, if you're the Champions League, mm-hmm. the powers of being UEFA, number one is money. How much money can we get? Number two is how much money can we get? Right. And number but- three would be how much money, quite frankly, can we get? <laughs> well, you'd be keeping out. Let's just say Chelsea or Tottenham. Two London teams, but I'm sure in Spain and Italy and Germany and France, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now we can get Valencia in or we can get, you know, Parma in there or we can get Bayer Leverkusen. So they're going to say, don't don't give England that other spot. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, interesting to see because mm-hmm. right now you look at uh, Leicester 50 points. Right now the top three, Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, they all look pretty safe to go to the Champions League. Of course, Man City facing the ban. So you look at Liverpool and Leicester as the two that would surely go. And if they don't move everyone else up, Chelsea, Tottenham, Sheffield United, Manchester United, four Mm -hmm. teams fighting for that one, that third in final spot. It would be very intriguing with 12 matches left to go. It is. I like it. I think it would be uh, add even more to intrigue. And to me, Man City making it in again is kind of a snoozer anyway. That's a pretty exciting team to watch, though. (laughs) And they will be on display next Wednesday against Real Madrid at... The, is that Camp Nuno? That's the uh, the Bernabeu, mm-hmm. Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. How motivated will Man City be 
knowing that A, the Premier League is done, and B, there's no Champions League after this. Well, I think extra motivated. Did you hear the news out of Barcelona yesterday with their signing? No. Being that Luis Suarez is basically out for the season and you've got Usman Dembele who's out, there's some sort of provision. They didn't break any rules, but there's some sort of provision in Spain that if you have enough injuries, it's kind of like in the playoffs in baseball where you can add a guy. So they went to Leganes, who are in a relegation battle in La Liga, and they signed Martin Braithwaite, the Danish striker, because he had a 15 million euro buyout. So they bought him out, and Leganes is like, we need him. Okay, we'll buy somebody. No, 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 you, you don't have anybody hurt. You can't replace him. So everyone's like, why does Barcelona get to do this? Now, here's the thing about Braithwaite. If you remember the name, me as a Danish fan, I know him because he plays for the Danish national Ooh, team. I but, love Danish. With a little coffee in the morning. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, two years at Boro didn't do very well. In fact, Boro loaned him to Bordeaux because it sounds like Boro. From Boro to Bordeaux. So Middlesbrough sent him to Bordeaux. He, um, But people are saying this is BS. But Barcelona's like, look, these are the rules for every team. We got a guy hurt. He had a buyout clause. We'll take him off your hands. And then they signed him to like a four-year deal too, I guess, to make it look more legit. Right. But the thing is, is while everyone's screaming and this isn't fair to Leganes, you took basically their best striker and they don't get to replace him and they're about to get relegated. They need him. It's the rules. It is patently unfair, though. It's just another example of the rich getting richer Mm -hmm. in European football. Well, this is why the Champions League has more than just the champion. You know, it's like, why can't we go? And right. I remember when Blackburn won the uh, English Championship, this was the year before the Premier League, they got knocked out in the first round by a Norwegian team. I think Stavanger, you're out. And so Barcelona and Real Madrid were like, we're not going out in the first round. We want many, many European games. So that's what started these little mini leagues where right. you have four teams. So yeah. instead of it just being a single elimination yeah. tournament, now you've got the... Round the robins and yeah. money, money, money. Well, I like it, though, because it does give... <laughs> it's good for us. And it also makes it so a team like Atalanta, if you do well enough in your group, Mm -hmm. it's a legitimate advancement. It's not flukish in any fashion. So the Champions League doesn't always have champions. In fact, most of them are champions. It's like the Big Ten. runners up! (laughs) Big Ten has 12 teams. Big 12 has 10 teams. (laughs) just, what's the deal with that? Uh, Elsewhere, Napoli is hosting Barcelona. And uh, we mentioned the the Real Madrid Man City, which is probably the marquee of next week. And then Lyon... And uh, Juve, the aforementioned Juventus. Yes. Um, by the way, I want to throw in a uh, little news out of our own U.S. of A. Um, I had Carlos Mendez on my syndicated show today. He's the uh, head coach of the Cosmos. I, I told you I have a re- good relationship with Rocco Camiso, who yeah. now owns Fiorentina. The Cosmos are now in a kind of a holding pattern while NISA, the N-I-S-A, puts their act together. They're not actually not even been drawn in the Lamar Hunt Cup. Huh. So here's this great shield, this logo that Pelé and Kinalia and Beckenbauer all wore, but they don't really exist, but they have players and they have a manager. So I'd just like to say, if you're listening in the USSF, I'd much rather see the Cosmos go into MLS than yet another, no offense to Minnesota or these other places. It just feels weird that the Cosmos aren't in there. Now, also this week, the USA Soccer Federation announced in their... It's called the Innovate to Grow program that they're giving $2.7 million to grassroots teams all over America. They were asked from grant writing for $6 million 
and they picked about half and gave out 2.7 and they bragged about it. And to me, this is like the A's bragging about how they're not on the radio anymore. Like, no, no, this sucks. <laughs> you don't brag about that. $2.7 million, that, that's, you know, that's like a backup. Uh, it's your third string goalie makes that. And you're going to brag? I mean, you talk about why the USA is behind. The Soccer Federation was asked for 6 mil and gave out 2.7 and then said, well, this is the most we've ever given out. It's just our perspective of what we spend our money on with the Federation. You tell me they couldn't have just given out $6 million, And still then, that's a piddly amount. But it's not my money. Right. It's not. And uh, it's not like the, the coffers are empty for U.S. soccer with the sport growing as rapidly as it mm-hmm. is. And you're able to add... MLS team after MLS team, which can only generate more revenue. If those for, damn girls didn't want equal pay, we could have there given you, you. There's your scapegoat right there. Blame it on Rapino and, yeah. uh, and all the rest of the gals for daring to try to get what they have coming to them. By the equal way, pay. did you see when we uh, didn't do the show last week that it was actually, we, you know how we say hurricane, whatever? They had in England, storm Ciara, which I like. It doesn't sound as dramatic. Storm Ciara actually canceled the Man City West Ham game. Yeah, and it was forced to be played yesterday. Kevin mm-hmm. De Bruyne rescuing my fantasy team with a goal and an assist. He leads the league in assists by far. He's tremendous. Yeah, and it, as much as you look at so much quality or quality, as we like to say, in describing Manchester City, mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne is. I would put him on the short list of best player in the world right now. He's definitely, um, when you talk about a guy in the engine room, if there's, say, goal makers and goal takers, he is a goal maker. And he'll take a few goals himself. One other little note from our friendly shores That's here. news and notes here on Galassus. Yeah, I know. I've taken over the show. I love it. The uh, Columbus crew, which almost moved to Austin, Texas, two years ago, and they didn't, uh, had the number one overall pick ever, Brian McBride. They're considering a complete change in color scheme and name mm. your thoughts don't like it i first of all i like the kit the yellow and black is of the columbus crew is mm. unique and it's flashy it's kind of steelers which are nearby i like it and uh i don't know if we're yet at a point with this league where we need teams to redo their image mm. here's an idea get your image out there <laughs> to where people like you and i for example soccer aficionados soccer diehards i don't even know every team in your league right teams come in so rapidly, I could probably name 20 of the 26, but I'm right with you. You get into nicknames and kits and stadia, it gets more and more difficult with each passing year. And now you're going to have a team rejigger its logo mm. and its name. I think it's bad. It's bad business. First of all, I think it's rejigga. I think that's what they like to say. Oh. Um, the other thing is Oliver Luck, I had on my show when the XFL was starting, but all I talked about when was he was GM of the Houston Dynamo. And that's when the Quakes moved. They were the Clash, right. and back to the Quakes, and they moved. Shout out Chris Wondolowski. Very good. Yeah, he played there for the, well, he almost played for the Dynamo. But they're going to be Houston 1840. And I said, I remember you got a backlash. And he said, Oliver Luck told me it was the stupidest week of his life. Because they said it was going to be offensive to some people who are Mexican-American and are mad that Texas is no longer a part of of, you know, Alta Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, who, General Santa Ana? Who, <laughs> who are you going to make mad? Did the Philadelphia 76ers make English people's blood boil? So they had to go with, and he said he liked the fact that, you know, Dinamo is the same in every language, even Spanish. And we talked about Dinamo, Dresden, Dinamo, Moscow. Right. But they, I mean, you couldn't name it that. So 
Yeah, and to me, the Columbus Crew is one team that started in MLS and their old logo with the little hard hats. They're still the same, and I'm with you. You might as well just keep it. Yeah, and in other news from the MLS, big news for Cincinnati. I don't know if it's the Cincinnati Reds or <laughs> FC Cincinnati, Red, I believe. Red stockings, They've it should signed be. They signed DeYoung from uh, Ajax on a free transfer. This is news that, that broke today. CM DeYoung, 31 years old. They're not sure if he'll join on the designated player designation or if he'll be added using the allocation money, but another European star, past his prime most likely, coming to Major League Soccer. I just remember in the World Cup final when De Jong put his studs in that guy's chest. Was that a red? I don't know if it was a straight red or a second yellow, but one of the most egregious fouls outside of Zinedine Zidane's headbutt on Matarazzi. The Coupe de Yes, uh, Marco Matarazzi saying, your mother and your sister are hookers, and yeah. Something about Honey Nut Cheerios, I think, was in there. <laughs> but the bad thing is, is yet again, it's the dumping ground for another European player whose prime is five years probably past. But it makes sense. Makes sense, makes for, sense for him. Makes sense for Cincinnati as well, a, a new team. It's a name. Yeah. You know, it's, you're not going to get his prime out of him, but if you want to be an elephant burial ground, I guess you can do it. It's one way to go about it, and mm-hmm. you know it's he's only thirty one. It's not like he's thirty eight. Eh, truly, at the end, true. Uh, you know, and I, I listen. Cincinnati is a brand new team, and they bragged about, and they should brag about the fact that they had the second highest attendance of any soccer team in America last year, and they weren't in Major League Soccer. So there's definitely interest. He's a guy who played in the World Cup final, a former Dutch international, but. You know, as I said, this is what kind of killed the... Well, the NASL didn't have parity, but they were trying to have parity in this league, which I understand. But if I heard he was coming to the Quakes, I'd be like, eh, just don't take time away from Nick Lima and guys who need it. I suppose, but ultimately, if he can help you win and you're Mm. Cincinnati, a team that's trying to make a splash in the Premier League, I think it's good news for them. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Golasso Supremo, Rick Tittle, Dan Dibley. Let's take a look at match week 27 in the Premier League, we touched briefly on Chelsea v. Tottenham. Unfortunate, Rick, that that's a 4.30 a.m. kick yeah. on Saturday. Your place or mine? Where are we watching it? <laughs> Is it Saturday or Sunday? Is that's it, a Saturday That's the Saturday. Yeah. Okay. That's um, the Saturday early riser game. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be the old, not VAR, but DVR right. for me on that one. Uh, no doubt. It's a uh, DVR special. You've got not a lot of marquee in the 7 o'clock, but 9.30 Leicester City hosting Manchester City. If there was a comeback player of the year award, you might have to give it to Vardy. He leads the Premier League in goals. And it's just amazing because last year you wondered if he was you know, ever going to get an England call-up again. But uh, he's, he's banging him in. And, you know, Claudio Ranieri ain't there. It's Brendan Rodgers. But uh, the Foxes are surprising us again. Now, he's been a little bit quiet of late. Another member of my fantasy team, so I keep a, a close eye on uh, on Jamie Vardy. A little bit of a gold drought, but they have been mm-hmm. spectacular this year. And Casper uh, Schmeichel in goal has been terrific as well. Danish player of the year, by the way. Shout out to Casper, the son of the great Peter. And by the way, not Jim Vardy. That's, hey, Vern, hey, Vern. That was a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Vern? Uh, Sunday, we've got Manchester United and Watford. Wolves against the aforementioned bottom dwellers, Norwich City. Arsenal, we should mention, taking on Everton. Impressive win for Arsenal last week, 4 nothing over Newcastle. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, they these are two teams that change their managers midway. Uh, you know, Everton is best win in the Mikel Arteta era. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, I I just to me, when you think about managers' pedigree, uh, Everton's going to have the uh, the edge there. But I was just thinking, you know, literally sometimes we like in football to say, "Hey, Lions versus Bears, that would be fun." How about Wolves versus Canaries? Not That's bad. Pretty bad mismatch, right? Yeah, there. I don't I don't like the Canaries' chances <laughs> uh, right now. The Wolves, by the way, on the pitch in the Europa League, leading. Yeah. Hispaniola won nothing. Espanol, yeah. Espanola. The a, a team Espanol is a team in Barcelona. It's the other Barcelona team, and they spell it with a Y, not an N Y, which no one can explain to me. It's sort of like Necaxa. You pronounce the X in Mexico, even though everywhere else in Mexico it's pronounced like an H. I don't know why. Yeah. Arsenal and Olympiacos, nil nil first half, and uh Leverkusen won Porto. Nil and uh, Roma is beating my favorite team. Ghent won nothing. That's Ghent. a little Europa. Yeah, Ghent still using the American Indian uh, logo too. By the way, the, oh, the chief with the full headdress. Is that what that is? Yeah. Let me click on that just to see. Just not that I don't believe you, but mm-hmm. just for confirmation of the uh, whoa. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. The chief, K A A Ghent. Yes. Trailing Roma one nil. K A A. You know what it stands for? Ka? <laughs> oh, no, that's what it's pronounced. A kick-ass asshole. No. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I don't know what it stands for. I don't either. I thought right. you were going to pay that off. No, right I there. was... I don't know. Uh, finally, in the Premier League upcoming, Liverpool hosting West Ham United. Any chance that the Hammers can even sniff a victory at the at the very difficult place to play? Well, they'll have to do it uh, Atsuri style. Charlie horses, a lot of uh, cheap shots. Bus. Kicking people up the uh, the the cahoots the ca- the kazoo I mean not the cahoots uh, they'll have to go out there and just try and and beat you up but the hammers if I'm not mistaken are in the drop zone right are they third from bottom yeah they currently are yeah they uh, they were one of the three that I predicted would be dropped I predicted it would be an all United relegation right. with uh, United in misery Sheffield <laughs> not looking like they're getting relegated they have a much better chance of going to Europe exactly uh, West Ham United currently 18th. And Newcastle United mm. sitting in 13th on 31 points, seven points above relegation. You look pretty Newcastle today. You look uh, when they had the Adidas, the Fastino Aspria black yeah. with the white stripes. I there. appreciate it. I'm, mm-hmm. I've been told that uh, shoulder stripes make me look svelte. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Well, they're always demarcated with this dry strifen, the, the brand with the three stripes. Beware Chinatown with four stripes or the dreaded two, hmm. which Puma and Nike, they'll sometimes throw out two stripes on their sleeves. You should be forbidden or verboten to stripe it up unless you're Adidas. Yeah. When, um, uh, th- I don't know if this would happen now, although LeBron James wouldn't put on his Reebok sweats at the Olympics because he was a Nike guy, but at the 1978 World Cup Finals, Johan Cruyff pulled one of the stripes off his sweats, his Dutch sweats, because he was a Puma guy. So you see them there lined up all three, 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 three. All of a sudden, the middle stripe's gone on his. I think there would be a big litigious altercation if that happened. No now. doubt. Shout out Stripes, Bill Murray. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.